the Sharkbait Show. I am your host, Josh Frozel, and, and Sharks fall 2-1 to one in the shootout to the Anaheim Ducks, splitting the series, uh, both in shootout fashion. Each team getting three points on the series. And, yeah, let's talk about it. Um, first thing to really talk about this game, Devin Dubin played phenomenal. He is the starting goalie at this point. I don't think anyone really debate that. And... Yeah, he looks really, really good. Um, he had some rebound problems early, but he was he's been able to kind of combat that, and he's looked really solid in the last last few games. Um, in his last uh, like four or so games that he's gotten into, uh, like a nine thirty four save percentage, uh, it's he's looking really good. Um, Sharks need to take advantage of it, and unfortunately, they didn't. Um, yeah, let's talk about the game. First, I think 11 seconds in, Couture scores. Uh, really great play by Kane, uh, kind of working on a somewhat of a cycle. Um, throws it towards the front of the net, I think. Uh, it eventually pops out to Ferraro, who takes a shot. Rebound gets behind Ryan Miller, and Couture slots it home for the one goal. And yeah, um, if you want to learn something from this game, uh, I, I know I have. I've applied it to my love life a lot. It doesn't matter if you score early. You're still going to feel bad about yourself eventually. And that's what happened. Um, yeah, Sharks just didn't do much offensively after that. Uh, the period ended one nothing, And then we go to the second period, which Sharks fans love the second period this season. It's incredible how incredible Sharks can play in the second period. Uh, however... This one wasn't too bad. Oh, wait, never mind. Let's go back to the first period. What the hell is the penalty kill now? I Poor Bubnik. Uh, poor Dubnik. That poor, poor guy. There were seven shots on one penalty kill. That's just absolutely absurd. Dubnik had a great game. I think he saved 33 of 34 or 32 of 33. Something insane like that. Good for him. He's playing really well. Sharks cannot get him a win for some reason. Um, it's just unfortunate. So, second period, the Ducks controlled most of the play uh, for pretty much the rest of the game. And, yeah, I'm trying to think who scored. It was uh, the first first NHL goal, I believe, uh, for a certain, oh gosh, uh, what's it, uh, Isaac Lundstrom, Lundstrom? Uh, regardless, uh, got his first NHL goal, good for him. And... Yeah, it came off a point shot, and it was, like, redirected off, like, his knee or his stick, whatever, on the side, and it went in. And, yeah, the period ends. Uh, I think the Sharks had their power play, a power play that period. What the hell is the power play? Also not good. And, unfortunately, early in the season, at least, we could be like, oh, yeah, the zone entries have been really good. Now I just need to figure out what to do with the puck in the zone. And now we can't hold the puck in the zone uh, get the puck in the zone, or do anything in general on the power play, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, and then from then on, third period, scoreless. Um, it was just not good period by the Sharks in general. Uh, they were outshot, I think, 33 to 27, 34 to 27, something like that. And the Sharks just looked outmatched by the Anaheim Ducks, which is just pathetic for the Sharks. That's absolutely, it's unacceptable. Um, there's no other way to really put it, unfortunately, for the Sharks. And yeah, uh, so if I had to give kind of 
the impressive parts of the game. Devin Dubnik obviously looked really, really good. Yeah, he looked good, especially in the overtime. Uh, period ends, goes to overtime, and in the overtime, Sharks probably had 30 seconds of possession tops. And that was so bad. Um, yeah, they looked so not good. And Dubnik came up huge multiple times. And they looked not good, especially at the end in the dying seconds. He had to make multiple saves. One without a stick, just left out to dry. Um, unfortunately, Sharks didn't get it done in the shootout. Uh, Dubnik led in two of three, uh, only Donato scores. Donato looks so freaking good in the shootout for some reason. It's just insane how good he is. And, yeah, that was the game, unfortunately. Uh, Dubnik was, was the, I don't want to say a lone highlight, but he looked the best of the team. Uh, yeah. Couture looked good early. Uh, that whole line looks better. The Kane, Couture, LeBanc line. It's the best line on the Sharks. And yeah, we'll talk about the line combinations later. Um, kind of what happened. I mean, in terms of expected goals, the Sharks weren't expected to win this game. Um, unfortunately, uh, per money puck, the Sharks had... Uh, 2.56 expected goals, and the Ducks had 2.8, so a narrow, narrow 2.88, um, a narrow margin for the Ducks, but the, they were controlling play, and it was quite noticeable. Uh, yeah, Sharks didn't look very good, uh, and part of that, the second pairing did not look good. Uh, the second pairing now consists of Shimmick and Carlson, and it looked outmatched to say the least um at five on five uh in terms of expected goals uh Schimmick controlled uh 17.77 percent of the expected goals for which means almost over 80 percent of the expected goals on, when he was on the ice were for the other team uh carlson uh 33 percent just not a good showing by that pairing. Um, but I think they should stick with it, unfortunately. I don't think you're going to get much more than that out of Vlasic. And, yeah, I would look at putting Knaizhov up. Uh, I think he's looked good, and I think he adds the same uh, like defensive aspects that Schmidt can, uh, but he's a little more offensive-abled. Uh, so I think he could add a lot more to the to that line to that pairing if they were to move him up. Uh, but in general, Sharks didn't look good. Um, yeah, the second line. What the hell? Why is why is Marlowe on it? Not sure. One assist through ten games. If you if you're counting at home, John Leonard has more than that. Uh, so does Sasha Chemilevsky. So does Marcus Sorensen. It's just absolutely makes no sense why he's slotting into the top six. Donato has like, he has three goals, three assists for six points through ten games and he's put on the third line. But we're putting Patrick Marlowe on the on the on the second line. He's getting into the top six for some reason. It doesn't make sense. Uh Noah McGregor got sent down to the fourth line. Not sure why that happened either. Um yeah, it's a mystery at this point. Uh what else? In terms of ice time uh, I think this second, uh, Kishore led, led the forwards, um, in ice time tonight. Uh, 
but I mean, it was just such a. I don't know how to explain this game. Uh, I mean, Gambrell looked fine. I don't know. No one really had any spark offensively besides besides the top line, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I don't know what the Sharks are going to do. They play the Kings on Tuesday and Thursday, and I'd expect a lot to be changed. Uh, going over some ice time stats for the Sharks. Uh, let's see, Gambrell got 19 minutes, which was second of the forwards, I believe. Uh, no, third of the forwards. Um, yeah, it was just poor for him. Uh, or poor for Hurdle. He, he's not getting what he deserves at this point, in my opinion. The Sharks are just not putting good line mates with him for some reason. Uh, I don't understand why you couldn't make a line of Gregor... Hurdle Meyer or Donato Hurdle Meyer or just something like that. Don't understand why Patty is there. I don't understand why we're doing this. It makes no sense. Honestly, call up John Leonard. I don't understand why he got sent down so quickly in a seven to one game. Shockingly, everybody played poorly, not just the rookie. Um, and then he was benched and sent and sent down after that. Don't understand that. I don't understand a lot of some of the recent head coaching decisions. Obviously, I'm not the head coach. Uh, just in my opinion, don't understand a lot of the changing of the lines constantly. Um, and some of the changes have just made little sense. Why was Gregor put on the fourth line tonight? He has he has really good talent. Uh, he's super quick. Uh, he has good, pretty good hands. He's a nice shot. He isn't a liability defensively, at least in my opinion. Um, and he just gets put on the fourth line because Marlowe has to move into the top six for some reason. Don't really understand that. Uh, Balser's made his debut. Uh, I mean, he didn't look out of place. Uh, he didn't add too much. He did have one pretty good scoring chance. Um, didn't add much, though, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know where he'll slot into the future. Um, it's just a little annoying with the Sharks. You have to play Marlowe at this point. And I don't think he exactly has a roster spot at this point. I think there's a bunch of players that should be playing over him. Uh, but he has to go for the record, and I respect that, that the Sharks have to play him for it. Uh, so he has an intangible, an intangible roster spot, whether that be on the fourth or the second line, who knows. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the Sharks are going to do moving forward. Uh, I would assume they keep the first line of Kane, Couture, and LeBanc intact. And then the second line, uh, Bugner at the press conference didn't look too upset with Hurdle. He played Gambrell over two minutes more. Um, I don't really understand what Hurdle really needed to do more in that game. It was a, He took a crappy penalty, but he still looked really good. Uh, he made two really good plays on the boards. He had so many passes in transition that just nobody did anything with, as it turned out, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so I think I think Hurdle stays on the second line. I feel like if Boone would be super critical of him, he'd move him down. But I don't think he would do that. So you get, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Personally, what I think, uh, okay, we'll go with what I think they do. And I think they're going to move Donato up. I think they're going to go Donato, Hurdle, Meyer, which is what I want them to do. I think that's what they'll do. I hope Bugner does it. I think he would. Uh, those are the two next best swingers outside of the ones that you already have playing on the top line. Uh, that would leave a second line probably of Gregor, um, uh, Gambrell, 
And then third line, right wing, I would go probably stay Balsers. Uh, and then fourth line of Sorensen, Marlowe, Nieto, as you've been doing. Uh, maybe Sasha slots in somewhere on the fourth line and Marlowe gets moved to a winger spot. Uh, Sasha didn't look too bad, but he didn't do anything to really earn a place. He had a secondary assist. That was about it. Yeah, I don't know what the Sharks would do for that. I think they keep the, the defensive pairings the same and Dubnik starting going into LA. Uh, that's my thoughts on what the Sharks are going to do. Not exactly what I think they should do. But yeah, um, that's what I think. So next we'll move on to some Twitter questions. So um, if Twitter can load. The first question being, uh, feels like Anaheim controlled way more of the possession than we did off night or a concern. I think a concern... Uh, this, this, the, some of the lines don't make sense. I don't understand some of the rationale, and I think if you kind of clean that up and you have your better players playing more, uh, one of them being Donato, uh, Gregor, I think they should be playing more, and I think if you do that, you can have a more dynamic lineup. Um, yeah, uh, the top offensive pairing is really good with Ferraro and Burns, but it just seems that every other pairing struggles. Um those are the two best defensemen this season, and uh, I mean, you want to play them together, but splitting them up seems to kind of not do great, uh, so you may as well just have the one solid pairing. Uh, Carlson didn't look great tonight. He had some nice plays in transition. I know Brett Hedekin on the broadcast was kind of going after him for not taking as many shots. I wasn't, I didn't mind too much of his shot selection. Sure, I'd like him to shoot more, but I'd like everyone on the team to shoot more. Um, but I mean, Carlson is, has such great vision and such good passing ability that I don't mind too much when he does that. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of my thoughts on what the Sharks going to do. Uh, now what I think they should do, like, these are my personal opinions. Um, not what I think Bugner will do. I would, I don't understand why Hurdle keeps getting put with inconsistent and not great line partners. It just doesn't really make sense. He's shown the last two seasons that he's better than Couture. Uh, he's had a better points per game than Couture the last few years. He's been better in his own end than Couture the last two years. And he's done it with lesser line mates. I mean, 2018-19, Couture played with Meyer and Pavelski having a really good season. Meyer having his best season ever. And Hurdle produced much better in less games with, uh, what, Kane and... Donskoy, he's the better player. And last season, he performed at the same point-per-game rate as Couture, but Couture got, like, Meyer and LeBanc, and Hurdle got Kane and Bergman, Yurtaikin, Marlowe, etc. Uh, it just doesn't really make too much sense uh, why the Sharks aren't setting him up to be in a posi position to succeed. Uh, and if he can't do it with Donato and Meyer, or he can't do it with Gregor and Meyer, or something like that, then I understand it. But the Sharks haven't done that for more than two periods yet, and that's the issue. You need to give him more than two periods to succeed. He's so good on the boards. His possession is incredible. He has, he has good vision, but we don't put him in, in positions to succeed for some reason, uh, and then we take a small sample size and make this huge judgment off of it that we shouldn't play him in these positions. It doesn't make too much sense to me. Um... I would want 
Her, I mean, this season, I think Couture has been better than Hurdle, but I just don't think Hurdle has been given the same talent around him, unfortunately. Uh, also, Hurdle's somewhat stats are inflated from the power play that played really well at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think that is going to be the... I think that's what I would change the most going into the next game is the power play. Um, I wouldn't play Couture, or Carlson and Burns together. I don't understand why we do it. Yeah, we need to play a typical umbrella power play with one of them manning the point. It works. It's worked in the past. If it doesn't work this season, then we can change it. But it, it, we haven't seen it yet. So I would go with the top unit. Just go back to what was working in the past. And that's that's Carlson on the top. You can put Burns there if you want because Burns has been better this season in general. Uh, but so defenseman on the top, LeBanc on the right side, Couture on the left side. And then Hurdle and Kane in front of the net with Hurdle in the high slot to um, to do the like the extra pass uh, in, in the at the top of the point if you want. Uh, that's what's worked in the past. I don't know why we switched. It doesn't really make sense. And you can still have a bottom a bottom line of Carlson or Burns and Meyer and Donato who have both had who both can perform well. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why we don't change that up. Um, and I think. That's it for the show. I know it's a shorter one, um, but yeah, look for the the post and the everything coming out after this. So Tuesday will be the next episode. Uh, if you want to check out me on Twitter, I know I've been uh, posting more and posting more on the hockey writers. Uh, my Twitter is at Josh Frogelin. Uh The show's Twitter is at Shark underscore Bait underscore Show. Uh, hit me up on Twitter or DM me if you have any questions. Tweet at me. Uh, etc. Get some engagement going. uh, And I will talk to you guys all later. Have a great day.